You're listening to The Broken Meeple Show, a podcast that speaks passionately about board games for the benefit of those who play them. My name's Luke Hector, best known for The Broken Meeple YouTube channel, and I'm an everyday gamer just like you. And I'll be talking about reviews, top tens, and just about anything that connects me to board games. As long as I have a tea or coffee in hand, that is. So grab a cup, relax, and enjoy. And remember, it's only a game. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another Broken Meeple Show podcast. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll just say that all the time. But yeah, whew. tired is an understatement. I mean, I've supposedly had a week off, but it doesn't feel like I've had a week off. I know I've had to play a lot of games to get them played so I can do stuff for the blog. I've had to obviously do some content, did a live stream last night. And even though I've technically shut off from work, I still had to chop into work every now and again remotely to pursue a few emails to make certain stuff got filed from the end of this like tax deadline we have and so this week has gone somewhat quick I mean it's Sunday already and I feel like I've got no time today to do what I want to do you know I've got to do another well when I say what I want to do as in just sit back and chill because well, actually no tell a lie this evening I am doing some video game stuff with some friends so that's chilling uh, but then other than that I've got to do a couple more uh, video reviews I've got to get um, Eternal Palace done very promptly for an upcoming Alley Cat Games Kickstarter. And I've also got to do some uh, basic video stuff for Meadow, which I've got here. I've got a pre-release copy. I need to do a Blitz review on that. More on what I'm on about with Blitz later. And also what I am looking forward to, though, is that I've got to do a recording with Jonah from One Pit Wonder. We're doing a top 10. This is part of my support small creators initiative and this one Jonah requested not to do it live so this one I'm recording today I'll get it edited um not that there's a huge amount of editing to do with those I usually you know just get the intro the outro check the audio and then stick it up but I need to get that done that's still another hours worth of work but I'll get that done up for next weekend so I'm kind of like on a like one per weekend type thing with these collaborations so you've already had um board game ramblings you've had Ryan and Bethany last night you had board game perspective next week you'll have one pit wonder and then we'll see who's after that because at the moment nothing else is lined up but I want to do something with uh uh, not board gaming um the nerd shelves would be a good uh, channel to do something with you know but like i say i need some ideas from the community as to who to sort of gang up with but then obviously i need to find the time to get in touch with these channels and say oh do you want to do something but honestly these small channels are more than welcome to just get in touch with me and say look i'm a small channel i fit the bill you know nobody gives us enough support i fancy talking about this top 10 would you be interested and then if i am then by all means well, i'll do something you know that's i'm pretty easy going when it comes to that sort of thing but yeah so as much as this has been a week off i mean it's better than being at work but we're back to work tomorrow and into march still lockdown i mean i have been very depressed lately with the way the lockdown's gone at the moment you know struggling like mad because we got told that we can't even go we can't even do the gym or get a haircut until 12th of april i've not had a haircut since before christmas look at me I mean, this is about as good styling as I can get it, but I'm, like, turning into the Wolfman, and not because I'm growing a beard. That was my choice. My hair is just all over the shop, and by 12th of April, it's going to be unmanageable. But on top of that, I need exercise. Two things in life de-stress me from reality. You know, board games, slash video games, and gym. Now, I can do video games, but that's only up to a point. Really, it's the board games and the social interaction that de-stresses me. The problem is I can't do that because all we can do is online play and that just isn't the same as going to a board game cafe, meeting people you know or even people you don't know and just sitting down and engaging in physical interaction. We can't do that. So that that's out of the window. And then the other thing that de-stresses me is exercise. All I can do is the occasional jog. And it's sunny outside, so I could do a jog later if I have time, but I can only jog so many times a week. You know, my legs will die. And winter killed my my physical stamina. It absolutely killed it because not only could we not go to the gym, but it was so cold and icy and that we couldn't even go out to do any exercise. So, and any exercise you do in your home just isn't worth it. You know, oh, I can do a few press ups and a few sit ups and a few planks. Yeah, that doesn't really do a lot for you. It's not going to burn anywhere near the amount of calories I have to burn in order to keep this blubber off me. So, 
I need that gym. Honestly, when it gets to the 12th of April, I guarantee I'll put up some video like Instagram or Twitter or something where I like fall down the stairs or something, you know, chucking my gym bag down, just excited to go to the gym because three times a week minimum, I'm going to be back at the gym once we get past April. I am so going to be milking the gym for all it's worth. But we can't even do indoor social interaction until mid-May. Mid-May? We've already got one third of the UK population vaccinated and we can't do indoor socializing until mid-May. No board game cafe till mid-May. No restaurant unless you're eating outside, which in March, April is debatable as to whether that's warm enough, you know, until mid-May. This is ridiculous. We could bring this forward a bit, surely. But, yeah, well, that's the way it is. Useless government, but... Uh, Gotta, gotta just deal with it. That's all I can do. At least I'm getting some games played. You know, publishers are still sending me some stuff. I'm trying to use Tabletop Simulator wherever possible to do multiplayer plays. Although I do have one person who does come by every now and again as a support. So, you know, we do do some two-player games every now and again. Uh, they choose to remain anonymous. And, you know, obviously I can get solo plays in. But it's just hard to get everything that I want done when it's with lockdown. But that's a, let's move on to something a little bit, well semi more cheerful channel updates there's a lot coming there's a lot coming this week i haven't put out tons because i've been trying to take a little bit of a break but you would have seen if i go into my whoop, if i go into my content page you would have seen obviously going up at the start of the week uh should you buy the masters of renaissance this is a um a new format i'm doing called blitz reviews and the idea with this is that it's essentially a kind of like a speedy review and I, I don't mean like a shall we say like uh what you call it you know oh like five seconds and done no i mean these reviews can still be a good 10 minutes 12 minutes in this case and that but the idea with this format is that i just basically want to uh you know, see if it's showing up or not on here but the the idea is is that i want to do fast reviews to go alongside the detail reviews because I can't get everything done in a detail format. It's just not physically possible. You know, I spend a lot of time recording that B-roll footage and, and all the editing stuff on top. And even though the views, you know, don't seem to justify all that hard work, you know, it's still a format that people like and it's still something that I can look back on and go, that's pretty professional. That looks good. But I need to do something relatively quick. And so what I've essentially done is I've got, you know, my setup that I use for the bring your own, bring your own, sorry, the before the base game format where I'm on the table, all the components are in front of me with a box. And then I basically talk about a game. So I don't go into the whole detail format or anything. I just sort of talk about the game in general. This is going to be reserved for games where I don't think the hype is that built for them like nobody's that interested in them i mean masters of renaissance was anybody really clambering for that game but i've got it to review and i need to obviously give it its fair share so a fair amount of blitz reviews will come out where i can say all right this is what i want to do but the idea is that this will just help me supplement the other detail reviews so i've got a blitz review for gingopolis solo mode coming out very soon i've already recorded that i want to do a blitz review for meadow as i said and i also need to do a blitz review for internal palace but i also have detail reviews coming so there will be detail reviews do not worry that's not going to be a uh a problem so even though you know you might be worried that oh no the detail reviews have stopped no that's not the case it's like it's just a case of you know i need to think about my time and so you will get detail reviews of honey buzz and whistle mountain in the future those are going to be the next two detail reviews i do probably i'm going to assume honey buzz first because i've had more experience with that game and then whistle mountain will follow afterwards so that is happening don't worry although there will also be more bring uh, i keep saying bring your own beer or bring your own booze or sorry that's when because it's before the base game which is b t b g but i keep saying b y o b or something which is really annoying but um i also put out an architects of west kingdom uh, age of artisans beyond the base game uh review now people have commented and this is rightfully so that i already technically did a review of this a few years ago but there's a couple of reasons why i wanted to give it an update firstly it was heavily voted on by youtube and patreons to get done so clearly not a lot of people have watched that previous review but secondly 
I kind of wanted to update it anyway. I mean, I don't like looking back at my old content. My old content is, I mean, as if my content wasn't amateurish at the moment, it was beyond amateurish back then. So I'd much rather have a nicer looking version now than the version three odd years ago. And I figured, you know, it was it was something fresh on my mind, so it was easy enough to talk about. And as I say, it was heavily voted on. But there is more Beyond the Base game stuff coming, so I have plans to do the Fractures of Time expansion for Anachrony when I can get that to the table. I also want to do the uh the raiders of the north sea uh, expansions as well because they were heavily requested and also i need to do a quick one even though it's not heavily requested i need to do it uh for the campaign expansion for this war of mine days of the siege because i spent a good chunk of this week actually playing through that uh, campaign expansion i really enjoyed it but i want to go into detail as to what the expansion kind of includes without spoiling and just sort of say okay is this something you really need to get so that sort of content is on the way as well. But yeah, there's been quite a bit in the, in the lots. I mean, already I've got a backlog, it seems. I've had to turn down some reviews just because I can't physically fit the time in. But I also did a review of Merv Heart the Silk Road a while ago. So by all means, check that one out. I mean, it's really not getting a lot of views. Only 1,500 views for a detailed review. That's pretty poor. you know. And I thought Merv Heart the Silk Road was something that you know a lot of people are interested in. But... I don't know. Sucks to be my channel, I guess. But yeah, I, know, I give it a shot. It's there. Some people have liked it. But yeah, I just would have expected maybe a few more views on that one. But of course, for live content, we also had the top 10 games with Ryan and Bethany last week. That was really good fun. Top 10 two-player games. And we had a blast. And yes, these streams are going to be long. You know, two hours a piece or something. But I like talking with these people. I like talking about these games and we have fun discussing it and doing honorable mentions. And I, you know what? I'm just kind of like, forget trying to be short. Let's just have fun with it. So we had a good time with that one. However, I will point out that there was an echo issue for the first 12 minutes of the video because I didn't realize that me not wearing a headset was causing an echo. So there is a bit of an echo in the first 12 minutes, but that literally all that does is it just means that the introductions and a tiny bit of the first number 10 is, is a bit echoey whenever um, one of us is talking. I think me when I'm talking, or it might be theirs, I can't remember. But I, we then discovered it was me. I sorted it out, and I even put a timestamp here, 12 minutes 35, sorted out the echo issue, sorry. So for the rest of the stream, it's all good. So, you know, just bear with that, sorry. Um, and then last night, I did the board game perspective, top 10 beautiful games. That was a really good one as well. We talk about like like games that, from an aesthetics perspective, are just really beautiful on our minds for whatever personal reasons we have. This was really good. Um, Jody and Justin are a lovely bunch. They've got a nice little YouTube channel and a great Instagram channel as well. I mean, I'm the noob on Instagram. They are not the noobs on Instagram. And we had good fun. And this one didn't have any screw-ups. Well, Except for one screw up. I accidentally skipped into the number threes before I'd finished talking about my number fours, but they literally caught on that really quick and we jokingly went back and read and like like caught up. So I mean that that was technically a screw up, but that was a fun screw up. It wasn't like a uh, an audio screw up or anything like that. That was just me making a mistake and going, oops, you know, like on stream. So that was just a bit of a laugh. But nope, this was really good. Check out the video, check out their channel. There are links to their channels in the description. You know, hashtag support small creators. And speaking of uh hashtag support creators. As you can know, I've been doing this movement quite a bit. So the hashtag support small creators is appearing a lot in you know my Twitter feed particularly, but sometimes in my Facebook and certainly on my YouTube channel. And, you know, I'm going to keep it going. You know, this is what I want to do. So I am going to do another shout out today in a minute, but I just wanted to kind of comment on the movement itself. You know, I've been doing this and obviously I've had some good feedback from people with doing it. You know, some people on Twitter have said like, you know, oh, this is great what you're doing with the small channels and other small channels have come forward saying thank you for the retweets. I'm even trying to be more sort of proactive with my uh, scheduling on Buffer. I've only got a free Buffer account. I don't have a pro setup or anything, but it allows me to schedule 10 tweets in advance. And so I schedule 10 tweets, which are sometimes my own videos, but most of the time they will be retweeting other people's content, mostly support small channels, but occasionally some large channel stuff will go out if it's relevant to what I'm doing. Like I have retweeted a Dice Tower one every now and again, but most part it will be going, ah, oh, so-and-so has talked about this. Here's my opinion on this game, but why don't you check out this channel? And that's a good way to make my Twitter feed um 
you know expose small channels a bit more but to be honest like i say twitter is really getting on my wick with the way that is going so i might as well get some use out of twitter even if not enough people are just talking about games on it uh same goes for facebook but I'm still trying to learn Instagram, but I'm still a bit of a noob. I just can't fathom how to do videos quick or how to make them look anywhere good. So I'm kind of just sticking to the photo front on Instagram, but I'm at least posting a bit more regularly on there. I just wish I knew how you're supposed to boost your followers on there to a good extent. You know, maybe it's too late. Maybe I can't, but yeah, just not as big a growth as I would like. But like I say, I'm a noob on Instagram, so I'm still learning. We'll go through it. But in terms of other support for the um, support small creators hashtag, how many of the big sort of channels do you reckon have got by me and said like, oh, this is great. You know, we should do this more often than that. Do, 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 give you time to think. None. Yeah, none. Not one of them. Wow. That I'm not actually, I'm sad to say I'm not even surprised by that. You know, I mean, more than that, I've even been unfollowed by one or two of them as well. You know, it's like I had a, I had a Twitter bug that, you know, accidentally unfollowed a few people. And it's like, oh, I better get back and unfollow them. In that time, I'd already been unfollowed by a couple of large channels. You know, you know, before you play, unfollowed me. It's like, oh, thanks. You know, you know, sorry, my Twitter bug unfollowed you for 24 hours. Apparently, that was enough to warrant, you know, permanent unfollow. Because even when I, you know, followed back, it's like, nope. Nope, not happening. It's like, well, sorry, not worth it then. You know, not going to help with that. But I've not had anybody, you know, not any large channel has come by and said, you know, this is really cool. And that doesn't shock me at all. Because once you get into that stage that you've got, you know, all the fame in the world or all the popularity in that, what do you care about, uh, you know, tiny channels and stuff like that? I mean, we've already had you know details lately where you know the one of the biggest news stories we had at the moment was um before you play sorry not well actually no before you play uh the as the sorry the watch it played acquiring effectively before you play in order to do the game playthroughs on their channel and that basically this is turning into the asthma day of the asthma day board collective of channel acquisition now because first of all it was like all right now we've got like you know dicey refuge then it's like oh we're doing it with Chaz, and now we've got them and it's like oh oh this is literally an asthma day board collective happening with large creators you know it's like we are the borg we will add your diversity and you know and like content creation uh uniqueness to our own resistance is futile it pretty much is going like that and as I say, another big cha- a big channel acquires another big channel to make a channel even bigger. Not interested. It's like whatever. You know, it's just big. It's just the rich getting richer routine, and that's not what I'm supporting. But thankfully, despite getting no love from a lot of the people about this, one person has stepped up and said, "You know, thanks for what you're doing." One big player, and to be honest, I don't think it's necessarily the large channels that I need the support from. It's more I need publishers and designers, or publishers particularly, to get on this front. And one publisher and designer has good old Jamie Stegmar. Stegmar from Stone Meyer Games has contacted me specifically out of the blue to uh, to talk about like you know thanks for what you're doing this is really cool and to be fair jamie has done some stuff lately on his own blog where he's kind of said like oh review copies are going to a more diverse mix of channels now he's sticking more on a diverse front as opposed to small front there there were some large channels in that mix but there were a few small ones there but i think he was going more for the tick the box diversity part of that so but that's that's better than nothing I'll, i'll go with that you know that's certainly a step in the right direction but you know he got in touch with me and said you know yeah, this was for Red Rising, by the way. But he got in touch personally and said, like, you know, I want to feature this on the blog. So, you know, can you send me some written blurbs? You know, I'll chop and chop and paste it a bit, put my own thoughts in there, and I'll put something out on Monday. And it's like, fantastic. I mean, that is brilliant. You know, a publisher, a well-known publisher, out of the blue, no pressure or anything, saying, you know, this is good. Support small channels. Let's talk about it absolutely brilliant so i think he's going to put something out tomorrow in fact as i record this on the sunday i think he's putting it out on monday so i cannot wait to see this so thank you jamie for the opportunity to uh, send you something on that i look forward to the blog post and i hope it helps to raise a bit of an awareness for small channels and take a little bit of the uh the limelight away from the like the bigger players and that you know i'm, I'm not saying like bigger players need to like all 
burn and crash or anything. This is not what I'm saying at all. But it's like they're already popular and famous, you know, you know and uh, to a lot of them, it's going to their heads. It's kind of like, look, there's more than one channel that does reviews. There's more than one channel that does playthroughs. We can look at more content. But the problem is they're just swept aside and I cannot accept that. It's not fair. You know, it's happened to me. It's happened to, you know, pretty much happened to gaming rules in a sense. I mean, let's face it. Do you see him getting as much buzz as he used to? It's like we're getting swept aside and it's not fair. So and it's certainly not fair to a lot of these small channels with barely 500 uh followers who just because they can't afford a 4k camera with multiple setups and uh you know tick the boxes or whatever it's like oh you know we don't we get forgotten it's like not fair not fair at all i don't even have a 4k camera my camera is focused on hd you've seen my content i try to make it as professional as i can but it's just hd and a little bit of lumetri color correction on premiere pro i haven't got a 4k camera i can't afford one and you know would that make a difference if i was 4k i don't know but it's not something i'm willing to spend a thousand pounds on to get a decent 4k camera to uh like test the theory shall we say i just don't have the budget but yeah this should be pretty cool so even if i'm going to get unfollowed by a few people despite trying to do the right thing you know fine you know it's just the way it is that's that's the way twitter has gone if you're not if you're not doing what they want in the cliques then you get blacklisted that's kind of the way it is but oh well it that's just the way it is uh, but let's go on to something a little bit more uh, like nice, a bit more happy. First, a channel shout out. So, yes, I want to <clears throat> talk about Board Crazy. Board Crazy is new to me, actually. I didn't know they existed before. And this is the thing with small channels. You don't know they exist until someone brings it to your attention. But I came across this one kind of randomly, actually. I think uh, I saw a tweet that they did or like they responded to a tweet. And it's like, OK, who are you then? And, you know checked out their youtube channel and this is what it is here so i like the logo interesting the straight jacket uh meeple that's quite a decent uh next uh, they've got a nice little intro 3d animated uh, you know my logo is not even 3d animated i haven't got the skills to do that and although i don't know maybe i should pay someone to do a 3d animation of my logo for an intro but i don't know we'll have to see but they've got an instagram channel as well they're on facebook and twitter and 1300 subscribers we can do better than that, guys. Come on, let's get that uh, subscriber figure up. Let's get some engagement on their channel, especially with like 110, 146, 96, 85, 70. Come on, people. We can give these channels some love. And they do some interesting stuff, actually. I mean, this is run by three guys. Uh, they're in, based in the States. Uh, Graham, Will, and D, as we tend to call them. Um, they do reviews, content, playthroughs, and that on board games, card games. I mean, it's like I say, it's doing the same sort of stuff as everyone else, but they've got a nice little chemistry between them. You know, they they go back and forth a lot, bantering with uh, different opinions. So they're not just uh, like, oh, we all love this game. No, it could be that someone likes it and someone doesn't. They do have a mix of opinions, but they've got an interesting mix of content here. I mean, they do go over some games i have never heard of i mean what is backfire uh what is the house cup competition for harry potter fluttering souls uh hocus focus uh merchants of dung huang techlandia i've never heard of half of these games so fair enough but there's a few things i have like unfair cloud city uh where we got smartphone uh, Meeple Land, I've heard of. Project L. Uh, uh, let's see, there's a few other. Undaunted, you know, we've had that. So it's kind of a mix of games you've heard of and games you haven't heard of. But, in, you know, it's nice to get some exposure to other games as well. But they do some top tens as well. So it's not just reviews. Uh, they have got uh, just general chat. They've got some playthroughs. So you can get your playthrough fixed there. And they've also got top ten lists. So if I go briefly into this one and just make certain I... Whoop, I don't got to make certain the sound is not done. So as I say, it's not all about having a 4K camera or anything like that. I like the posters they've got. They display or something else, but there's some interesting stuff there. But they've got a decent collection of games, although I think people who like to see neatly organized games would probably have a field day looking at the back of those. It's like you can tell that it's like we got to squeeze it in somehow. But they've got different camera angles. There's three of them. They're, they're all cool people. And... This one, top 10 anticipated board games, but they've got best looking board games. In fact, yes, now I remember how it, how I found out about the channel. I was doing research for the top 10 list I did with Board Game Perspective, and the 
I was doing research and I came across this video for for top 10 beautiful looking like best looking board games we've played and once I gave it a watch I you know it gave me some ideas for which ones we could talk about I mean they've got a hands-on thing with it and it just helped me to think about what I was doing for my list and funny enough they're looking at Inish there I, I don't know if this is showing on the video podcast feed I apologize if it's not but blame OBS don't blame me but yeah I did consider it Inish but I don't know if it's one that I would have put on the list per se. So, you know, definitely worth checking out this channel. Board Game, sorry, Board Crazy, get it right. Uh, 1,300 subscribers. We can definitely bump that up, I think, people. Give them a shout and see what you think. Check them out on Instagram. I better, In fact, I need to follow them on Instagram, actually. I don't think I've done that yet. I already have followed them on Twitter, and I'm obviously subscribed to them here. So expect to see some occasional retweets from videos that they do in the future. Yep, always fight the good fight. All right, so what am I talking about for this episode? Well, I'm going to talk for as long as I can before I die of starvation because I'm currently intermittent, uh, was it intermittent feeding at the moment? No, feeding, fasting. And it's somewhat, uh, shall we say, hard to do at times especially on a weekend you know so i've got to not eat until 11 o'clock today it's currently eight minutes to 11 but i obviously i'm going to go a bit longer than that because i need to finish this podcast but yeah i'm surprised my stomach rumbling isn't coming through on the mic because i am hungry i need some eggs on toast or something all i can do is drink this coffee in my hand and that's the best i can do and some water but it's whatever I can do to try and keep my weight in check. So what I want to talk about this time is going back to that kind of support small creators thing. But people have asked, and certainly I think I need to address, as much as I go on saying I follow these channels, I don't follow these channels, this is what I do as a content creator, I think maybe it's fair that I talk about what I look for in a board game channel anyway. Like, who do I follow? Who do I go after? And I follow a lot of people. I subscribe to a lot of channels, but I'm not going to give you like a list of all the channels I follow. It's more a case of which channels specifically, maybe from the large crowd, do I follow? Because I do follow some large channels and there are good reasons why. But the it's kind of like when I when I see a board game channel and I'm thinking, right, this is a channel I want to get behind. What is it that I'm looking for? What are the traits that I think make a good board game channel? Not a popular one. I'm not here to advise how to make the most popular board game channel in the world because, frankly, I know how to make the most popular board game channel in the world. I just refuse to engage in half of the practices that require a a board game channel to be stupidly popular. So, you know, it's kind of that. But I figured maybe this will just give a little bit of context as to what I'm going through. So what do I watch? Type of videos I watch first. I tend to watch reviews and tutorials mainly. Like, that is kind of my shtick. And so I, for one, don't tend to watch playthroughs. And I'm sorry, you know, if that alienates certain channels. Like, you know, I mentioned before you play before, I don't watch their show for the most part, apart from when they did reviews. But the I don't get anything really out of playthroughs, with the exception of the Dice Tower and to a little more extent gaming rules. But mostly the Dice Tower. Oh, and Rado. I do watch his playthroughs now and again. And there's a reason for it, because... I get an impression of a game, usually from reading the stuff on Board Game Geek and checking out images and that. That's usually good enough for me. But I want to find out opinions about board games. I want to know what someone thinks about a game and understand from their perspective what they like and don't like. That will inform me as to whether I want a game or not. I don't get that from watching two people just sit down and play a game. I don't. And a lot of the times I don't find them that entertaining because I want to play the game that's in front of you. I don't want to watch you play the game. Uh, you know, it's no good sort of going, I'll put this card down. Okay, I'll move that there. I'll get some cubes and then I'll, uh, yeah, I'll pick up this card. Well, this card lets me do that. I mean, what do you think of doing this turn? Well, I think I'm going to do this and that. That is boring i'm sorry i just don't get that kind of enjoyment from it so and i know that is something that everybody a lot of people love i mean you know case in point with half of these playthrough channels that focus on nothing but it but it's it's just not something i go for so you know i want to play the game not watch you play it 
but there are exceptions. Rado and Dice Tower are the main ones I do give an exception to, but the main reason is just because of their infectious personalities. You know, if I'm going to watch a playthrough, I want to be entertained by the people who are playing it, which means that I want to be laughing, I want to be caring more about the banter between the players rather than the game itself. Rado is infectious when you watch him on uh, his playthroughs because he is constantly going off on tangents, losing his mind when it comes to his uh, speech pattern. You know, like his mouth is miles ahead of his brain at times because he's getting so into the game and thinking, oh, I can do this on my turn. And I can do this. And like, oh, well, maybe if I try this, but then she could try this. And it's quite just funny to watch, if nothing else. But the Dice Tower ones, they're just hilarious. I mean, I watched the playthrough recently they did of the new Terraforming Mars one, and I can't say I'm exactly looking forward to that game, especially even looking at that playthrough. It's like, yeah, this game just seems like Terraforming Mars, but a bit shorter, whoopie do. But the banter between uh, Mike Delisio, Tom Vassell, and Stephen Bonacore, one of my favorite, you know, people, personalities in the industry, is just so funny. <laughs> you know, God, I love the Italians. But, oi, you know, the banter with those three is funny they are just so good and funny it's a great video they are laughing they are making jokes at each other i mean the the chemistry between tom and steven in particular because of their long sort of like fun rivalry that they have it's just it's just gold it is gold but that's the sort of thing i'm watching on a playthrough um i mentioned uh in fact you know let me load up some of these videos so i can kind of give a example but the uh Oh, was it? And yeah, there's a lot of CW and anime stuff appearing on my feed because I've been binge watching a bit of uh, Boruto and obviously I'm looking forward to The Flash coming back. So, and obviously if it's to do with board game channels or um, Division, it's on there, but don't worry, I won't be spoiling any Division stuff. Uh, so what was it say? Dice Tower Ares. That was it, Ares Expedition. So this is the one they do, this playthrough, and it is just a good amount of fun. And I like their setup. I mean, they've got a green screen thing. They can put cards on face up. They've got like overhead of the table. I mean, obviously this is Dice Tower. They've got the budget and the people to do it. I'd love to have this set up. If I had this set up, I'd be doing playthroughs. Why don't I do my own playthroughs? Despite the fact that they are probably the easiest thing to record. Mainly because this table can get a little wonky at times. You know, I need to talk to Geekerson about it. But all I can do is put my phone above the table and point at it, and that's the best I can do for a playthrough. It's not the best of quality, as you might see from some of the other playthroughs I've done in the past. They also, for me, don't get a lot of views, because, I mean, as much as they are the easiest thing to do, it's like, well, I need people to watch them <laughs> to justify the time it takes. But Because even though it's not a like difficult thing to record, it's still a time-consuming one to record, because obviously you're playing a full game. But maybe I'll bring them back in the future, I don't know. It's just... You know, it's not easily justified at the moment, but that's the best I can do. So it's hard for me to justify it. But yeah, I mean, you are basically just playing a game you enjoy and switching the camera on. It's not that hard. But, you know, this is a good fun playthrough to do. I even mentioned uh, a while ago that they did a playthrough for... Um, they taught Sam how to play Robinson Crusoe and with Ignacy Trevichet there. And it is one of the funniest playthrough videos I have ever seen with the three of them just joking about what's happening to them in Robinson Crusoe. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the sort of thing I'm looking for. And of course, reviews in general. And for this, I can go to the small channels. So I've already been sharing like Nerd Shelves, Board Game Perspective, Now Board Crazy, Board Game Ramblings and the like. And I watch Dice Tower reviews as well. You know, Dice Tower reviews obviously get a watch, even though they go over a lot of games that I've no interest in, but they're trying to cover all the spaces, which is fine. But, you know, I at least get good review content from them. But the small channels I like to do because they are more willing to... Well, we'll get onto that a bit later. You know, but I will come back to this. So going on to my notes, I already mentioned that I don't tend to do... Um, oh yeah, tutorials. I do watch tutorials as well uh, because obviously I need to learn a game and this is not by playthrough. Playthrough does not help me learn a game. I need to have a proper instruction how to do it with visual things. So naturally, I will refer to my general go-to tutorial method, which is gaming rules. And like I say, I know it's not technically a small channel by numbers, but um, I like to think that gaming rules has suffered a little bit from some blacklisting online because a lot of these videos are not getting anywhere near the view counts that I would expect someone of his caliber to do. But you know, when he's doing uh, tutorials and you know, he kind of combines them with a playthrough, but it's still a tutorial. But when he gets in and does a proper tutorial of a game, then, oh, yes, I'm watching Paul Grogan stuff because he does some fantastic like animated videos for these. I mean, how did I get into how did I learn Kanban EV before I had to teach friends online that game rules like 
easily without a shadow of a doubt in fact uh what's another one i i think he did one for this did he do merv yes he did a yeah how to play full tutorial video for merv i watched it understood how to play it got into it perfect you know his videos are good his tutorials are sweet give them more love but then going on to the even smaller channel front you know i gotta give a little bit of love to nifania uh nifania play it right uh five and a half thousand subscribers only 90 videos i mean that's pretty good growth but you know cool logo as well but this uh chap i've uh, got to remember his name sorry um he's based in slovakia and you know this guy basically does tutorial videos and nothing else really like how to plays but he's also done a kanban one uh, he's done some other he even did a merv one apparently okay cool but he's got a lot of big name games here halato anno falling skies arnak um obviously paul grogan's also done arnak and falling skies but he's done a few tutorials here and these are pretty decent videos as well so by all means give this channel a watch in fact uh this guy was the one i watched when i was learning where is it uh it's somewhere on here um, I think I gave him a watch. Uh, oh, yeah, I gave Dune Imperium a watch just to learn the game quick. But what was the one that I really needed? Uh, it's somewhere on here. It can't be that far back, surely. Come on, find it. It's got to be around. It was Praga. It was Praga Kaboot Regne. I, I learned uh, that game from his channel. And it's somewhere on here. But all right, I can't seem to spot it. Maybe someone else has spotted it in the comments. But, uh, you know. It's on there. Oh, there it is. Praga Kaboot Regne. I watched this particular video in order to learn that game before I did my first impressions video of it. And it's great. He's very clear, very concise, uh, you know, and, you know, just does what you need to know in a tutorial video. Now, do I also watch uh, Watch It Played? Now and again. Now and again, I do. But Watch It Played hasn't done as many tutorial videos as I would like them to, because now that Watch It Played has now become this big conglomerate channel, I'm getting a lot of the content I don't want to watch alongside the tutorial videos, which I did want to watch. Plus, Watch It Played is doing tutorial videos for pretty much every game in existence. And some games I want a tutorial video for, like I think he's done one for Sleeping Gods. So I'll probably give that one a watch to uh, learn Sleeping Gods before I get that onto the table. But... Did I really need, um, in fact, I mean, like I say, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Otherwise, you're going to think that I'm just hating on big channels. And that is not the case. You know, credit where it's due. But um, in terms of the Watch It Played ones, I do watch his tutorials, specifically the tutorials, not necessarily the other content. But, like, I don't own Marvel Villainous, but it's not the most difficult game to learn, people, really. And it's like, um, oh, yeah, he did a joke one on Monopoly. That was a joke one. Uh, but, you know, Carcassonne, how to play. And it's like, really? Carcassonne, I mean, I know this is obviously catering to people who have never played board games before, so fair enough. I know there is a target audience for it, but obviously I'm not going to watch a tutorial video on Codenames, Catan, Carcassonne, and Splendor. It's not exactly uh, needed. But, but saying that, there was a tutorial um, where, where was it? Uh, where did he do? Well, like I say, he's got, um, maybe it'll be easier to find on videos, but yeah, he has done a Sleeping Gods one on here yep how to play sleeping gods now that's a video where you want someone to help teach you the game you know that's a type of game that deserves it but i don't tend to watch the other content mainly because it's not for me you know or it's you know it goes against like you know i'm trying to do the small creative thing and what i'm after but certainly i do watch rodley smith he knows what he's doing when it comes to tutorial videos so fair play but yep that is happening so what else uh, looking at my notes integrity yes integrity this is something that i do go for in a channel so when i'm thinking about like what can i sorry like what what am i interested in uh, one reason i go for the smaller channels is because integrity i want them to be honest with me don't you know when i i watch nostalgia critic and angry go joe show and yes they're massive channels but then film and movies and video games but they are honest if they don't like something they will tell me they don't like it and they will tell me why and i may agree with them i may not but i want board game channels to do that as well if you don't like a game i want you to tell me why you don't like it even if you go on a massive rant hating the game like i do do it it's a it's entertaining and b it gives me a different perspective i don't care if you take my sentinels in the multiverse and rip it a new one it's you know i want to hear why you don't like it and that's 
fun and interesting to watch and it means that it gets an alternative perspective the problem is with a lot of channels especially when you get to the larger ones is that you can tell there's a bias to please the publishers because you know although i will say dice tower is more um you know better on the integrity front because tom vassal will happily say a game is not particularly good or that but even then occasionally you'll get the bit where it says it's not for me and it's like no don't say it's not for me don't do that yes there are games that are not for me i mean i'm not gonna play anno 1948 or whatever it's called or something it's blatantly not a game for me but that doesn't mean that i'm gonna say this game's fantastic but it's just not for me no i'm gonna say i hate the game and say why i hate the game you can happily you know listen to that kind of information and go well i love the game and i reckon this stuff's really cool i disagree with your opinion great disagree with it debate you know talk (laughs) that's kind of what we're here for and so but i'm not going to shy away from it and you can usually tell when you see a review on like a larger channels or a playthrough and playthroughs suffer from this a lot because playthroughs another reason i don't tend to watch them is because they are not giving an opinion about the game or if they are they're just going to praise it I mean, how many channels are doing a playthrough of a game and then they say, well, I don't like this, this is pretty boring. I'll give one exception. Some love to, uh, in fact, I'll, you know, let's uh, love some more channels here. I will give some love to Johannes and Sunover from Board Game Ramblings on this front, actually, because I do occasionally watch their playthroughs. But like I say, playthroughs is just not something I tend to watch personally, but I always urge all you lot to go watch them. Um, mainly, I'm keeping in touch with their Keep or Cull thing, because as much as... I feel sad about some of the stuff they're keeping in Colin. I think this is a cool series. People, for some reason, people getting rid of games is a popular subject area. I've noticed that when I did it as well. It's kind of weird. People are more interested to know what's on your shelf or what you're getting off your shelf than they are about anything else. Maybe I should think about that. But uh, one thing that they have done recently, um, well, one of their recent playthroughs, uh, they're probably going to have to go back a fair way. They've been mostly focusing on uh, uh well they focused on stefan feld stuff like i say they can't always talk about good games <laughs> but uh <laughs> whatever <laughs> you know i hate stefan feld games but which was the playthrough that i yeah here we go the viscounts of the west kingdom one uh down here this one i give particular props to because much as i don't tend to watch the playthroughs i usually with their videos go straight to the review at the end because I'm more interested in what they thought about the game. And Joe does not like Viscounts. And Zunivar wasn't a huge fan either. And that, and we talked about this when we were on our top 10 games the other channel was wrong about. I think they put it on their list. They're not fans of Viscounts, even though I put it as my second best game of 2020. But we had fun debating it. And I gotta say, I was very interested to hear that. I didn't need to watch them play the game. I wanted to see what they thought of Viscounts. And it was good that they played the game and still didn't give it a good rating. But there's a lot of playthrough channels, and I've mentioned some already, and they're guilty of this, where it's like, we've played the game. It's great. You should totally buy it. Hashtag creator. Tag creator. And it's like, yeah, you're just sucking up here. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, I want people to do playthroughs of games and then at the end be honest to say, well, I didn't like this aspect and this could have been better or whatever. It's like, no, yeah, be honest. Be honest. And the small channels will do it a lot more than the bigger ones will because they've got nothing to lose. Big channels have got, uh, you know, you know, good relationships with the publishers and therefore they don't want to suddenly be blacklisted by them. It does happen in the industry. Trust me on this. I've already had that treatment from some of them. <laughs> you know, it's like, you did a bad review for this game. Well, we're not giving anything to you anymore. It's like, not going to happen here. We only want people to give ourselves 10 out of 10s and you gave it a 9. That's not acceptable, sir. We do not agree. And it's like, okay, it's not quite that bad. But it's still, you know, I have had some publishers not send me stuff or, you know, unfollow me on twitter and now because i've given them a bad review for a game it's like why don't you accept it i mean remember um they're not in business anymore but who remembers uh was it mayfair games i don't think it was mayfair was it mayfair i can't remember they did a um let me look it up actually let me go onto board game geek and look up it was called 12 realms i did a review for this and i think it was it was this was before i did videos so um yeah, I gave it a 3 out of 10. I mean, I really did not like 12 Realms. I mean, it was pretty, but it was bland, boring, luckfest. I mean, it's ranked 15,000. It's not like I'm the only person who fought this, okay? Other people thought that this was a diabolical game. But it was originally... Done, ah, Mage Company. That was it, not Mayfair, sorry. But Mage Company was the main one that I was doing it with. It. I gave it a bad review. 
I said why I thought it was bad. I said, like, okay, maybe there's an audience for this, but I'm sorry, this is just not fulfilling enough. It's probably still on here, actually. You could probably read this written review. And the publisher went to town on me. I mean, they were insulting my objectivity, my integrity. I mean, if this was many years ago, if they happened now, I guarantee they would have gone on a cancel culture front because that's now the norm now. But back then, that wasn't a thing. But, oh, man, they disregarded me for that. And the viewing public went back to town on them you know i think barely like one or two people might have sided with them but the rest of them were really calling them out on this and lo and behold i don't think mage company exists anymore go figure <laughs> so now do they exist i don't know have they done anything i don't think they've done anything particularly recently i mean hoyuk dwarfs fall those are old games i'm not aware that they've done anything recently i swear they went out of business to my knowledge. I mean, don't quote me on that, but yeah, I mean, they did. They went to town on me for giving 12 Realms a bad review. Well, you're ranked 15,000 on Board Game Geek, and as much as I don't place much, uh, uh, you know, cop on the ranking system, you gotta think that 15,000 is kind of saying something about your game, okay? But yeah, like I say, integrity. If I can see that you are willing to say good things and bad things about games, you'll get the thumbs up from me. Uh, let's see, next uh, note on there, uh, genuine interest in supporting all channels, yes, not just box ticking, you know, and this tends to happen with the smaller channels as well, uh, you know, where we are kind of like, if you imagine, as I mentioned, like, um, on the, in fact, actually, I will sort of mention, thank you to everybody who has been very, like, upfront and supportive about the problems in the board game community podcast i did um i only had one or two people come to me uh like disputing what i'd said in it but they were very polite about it they were like eh, maybe i disagree with these aspects you know have you considered this and i've got an open mind i'm not a closed-minded individual i've got a very open mind and you know they i won't say names i don't want to like show them up on here you know i um, you know in case they don't want to be but you know, they came to me, they were very nice about it, and this is other creators who were, you know, there was a creator in this mix as well, and gave me a nice, uh, like, big long email of, like, stuff to consider, you know, here's some extra facts that might help you, because you might not know the full story on this, because I didn't, I didn't know the full story on a lot of stuff that was discussed, and I wanted to know more, and it was really informative. And I was like, you know, this is cool. You know, thank you for getting in touch. I respect what you're saying. I agree with this. I don't agree with this. And we, you know, we had a good time about it. Nobody got in touch to be mean about it. Nobody was suddenly like cancel culture after this, which is really cool. I was worried I was going to get a lot of blowback with this, but the support I've had for this has been really good. The comments that people have put in here has been heartwarming, to say the least. And I'm not saying that it's like, oh, I agree with you, therefore it's a like comment. No, 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 it's not that. But people had disputing arguments. People had agreeing, uh, you know, agreeing debates as well. And there was a lot of people. I mean, this is just people I hadn't responded to. Sorry if I haven't, but uh, I can't respond to every comment. But there's a lot of people who commented on here. And I'm you know, I'm really happy that a lot of people took interest in that and took it to a debatable level, didn't, like, go down the cancel this man, you know, he's a heathen amongst board gamers type route. You know, this was a lot of informative content on here, and thank you very much for, like, respecting my opinions on that. So, by all means, give it a watch if you haven't already. I suppose, though, like, the thing I can take from that is if it hasn't been subjected to the whole cancel culture thing, it's probably because a lot of the, like, <laughs> like the offenders or, like, the bigger channels don't watch my show, therefore they don't even know about it. So, uh, you know, maybe that's a thing, but maybe that's a good thing as well. You know, it's like, like, the smaller channels are watching this, and it's nice to, uh, to see that there was a lot of things. I mean, 2,840 views. Now, yes, that is small views, okay, for like compared to what I would like to see, but for a podcast episode, that's probably the best viewership I've had for a podcast. Because look at the other Broken Meeple shows I've done. Uh, the Mini Cull, 1500. Like I said, culling games is apparently a thing, and maybe I should do another Broken Meeple episode on culling games, but 1500 for that. But looking back in the head, 769. 1,098 for the 2021 for better or worse episode. Uh, board games derived from video games, 750. I thought that would be more popular. Uh, the top 100 list I went over for Shem Phillips, 1,300 views. That was a pretty good one, but again, it's capped. But the community needs help. Double, more than double my best 
episode I've had for a podcast. And 100 comments, really good viewership, 145 likes, you know, eight dislikes. There's always going to be people who dislike everything I do. You know, that's just the way of trolling. But, you know, the, the dislike in the... I don't think there should be a like or a dislike thumb on YouTube. It's a really stupid system. But, you know, a decent amount of engagement, 100 plus comments for a podcast episode. That doesn't tend to happen with me a lot. So I'm uh, pleased to see that. But anyway, where was I? Yes. You know, a lot of channels will keep to themselves. They'll hang out. Here's my two or three friends. Therefore, I'm going to you know only talk about them. And it's like, oh, you're a big popular channel. Let's uh, get you into the group as well. You know, there's stuff like that. I don't want to see that. I want to see genuine interest in supporting a lot of other smaller channels. I gave Jamie Stegmaier props earlier for like, the work he's doing, and I think that's a good step in the right direction. But, you know, a lot of the smaller channels will, you know, retweet other people's stuff. They will genuinely watch other small content. And as I say, I'm doing a shout out every Sunday, every other Sunday on this podcast, and I'm actively retweeting other people's content. I want people to watch the Nerd Shelves and One Pit Wonder and Board Game Ramblings and Gaming Rules and Board Crazy and Board Game Perspective and Ryan and Bethany Board Games and, you know, Billy Indiana and Solo Playthroughs and The Hexy Beast and all these other channels because there's so... There's nice people on these channels. And, you know, when I see a lot of these other channels support other channels as well... That's the camaraderie that I want from board gaming, and that's what's missing. It's what got me into the industry in the first place, the camaraderie with... In fact, you're going to see that word mentioned quite a bit in Jamie Stegmar's um, uh, blog, because I did use that word quite a bit. But that's a kind of spoiler for what's sort of in there. When I joined up board gaming, there was a camaraderie with the board game club I was in. I felt I've met these new people. They're welcoming. And this is like just really good. You know, it's a hobby that I enjoy. I get to meet new people. And then I got exposed to the whole board game thing. I watched Dice Tower and then I started blogging. And through this, it's helped me find so many cool people to help with my effective loneliness to be perfectly honest i mean i live by myself you know no missus or anything it, it helps a lot with that and you know i am by no means a saint i am certainly by no means perfect but it's just nice to know people and get to know everyone but i feel that camaraderie has been lost lately and the smaller channels i think it's still there it's like a it's if you watch my hero academia it's a bit like the all might's uh I forget what it's called. The little light flame that he has with his power. Uh, what's it called? He's called All Might, but what's the power? It's called One for All or All for One. It's one of the, I think it's One for All, actually. And uh, I might get it mixed up. Don't hate me, anime lovers. I do love My Hero Academia, but my memory's not great. But, you know, it's like a little flame. And it's just, I feel like there's a little flame with the smaller channels where we are still supporting each other and it's all great. But there's the big inferno that we have to get past in order to deal with it. But I respect that when I look at channels. All right. How long have we had on this podcast already? I feel like I'm going over 52 minutes. All right. Now I've got time to wrap this up in an hour. So for an hour, sorry. Uh, two more points. Uh, talks about games primarily and not outside topics. I choose to make this channel mostly neutral 95% neutral and yes I will bring up some of these outside topics every now and again if it's like a massive thing like I said the problems in the board game community I had to bring that stuff up and talk about it so 95% of the time you know 5% of the time sorry it will be outside topics but for the most part this is a channel about board games and the board game community and the people who play them and I chose to keep it like that even last year when everything was all about virtue signaling and putting out statements and that I chose to remain neutral okay and that got me some flack <laughs> it certainly got me blacklisted by a few creators it certainly got me blacklisted by a couple of publishers as well but I chose to remain neutral because people want to escape from reality I want to escape from reality board games are a means for me to do that it's why I don't get harped up on what theme the board game has I know I get immersed in board games and I love a good theme a strong theme but I just played through this war of mine a free campaign mission and believe me as you'll find out when I do the review of this I love the campaign, but if you thought the base game of this War of Mine triggered you, oh my word, the campaign will trigger you. There is some stuff in there that is dark. In fact, well, I'm going to say it in the, uh, the review anyway, but as a little teaser for you, um, put it this way. There's a lot of branching story elements in there, and this is not a this is a minor spoiler for one branching element. But even this element has multiple branching paths. Okay, so it's not like it's a massive spoiler. But you can come across a lot of different things and events. And I came across an orphanage, 
and I had a choice. I went up to them and it's like, we got kids to feed. Can you help us? And I thought, I'm struggling to feed myself at this point, but maybe I can scrunch up some food. Come on, we got to finger the children. And I fed them. And and you get to go back to them and do other missions and like search for this kid or go do this. And there's some dark stuff in there. Believe me, there's some dark stuff. Uh, you know, it's heart wrenching when you read a paragraph in there where you read that the kids come up to you all happy and then they see you've got empty hands and they get all depressed again. It's like, I mean, kudos, the story in this is so well written, but I digress. But I got to the end and you had to relocate the orphanage to a different location because they've been compromised where they were. So you get a choice of different locations to take them to. And you can try and find, you can check them all out to see which one you think is best. Or you can do what I did and take the first one you found that seemed okay. And some are better than others. I read the epilogue when I finally succeeded the campaign because it says read this epilogue paragraph when you finish the campaign regardless of how it finishes to see how the orphanage did. The orphanage got shelled. Wow. Talk about a punch in the gut. I mean, that did its job. It immersed me in that theme, but man, I spent all that time helping that orphanage out and it was all for nothing. Great storytelling, but man, I can understand perfectly if something like that is going to trigger people. Be wary of that. But you'll have to wait for my uh, uh, Beyond the Base game to talk about it in more detail. But as I say, that doesn't phase me. I mean, wow, it's dark and that. But I just enjoyed it the theme. But then I packed the game away. It's done. It's on my shelf. I don't even have to talk about it again, even though I have now. <laughs> so, right, fair enough. But I don't have to be like, go to sleep at night and start thinking about it. It's like, no, I can shut off from it. And I do that with a lot of themes. I mean, we've had the colonial theme with no one including that lately. And it's like, I think I've got one game on my shelf that's a colonial theme. And maybe you could argue that some of these other games are that kind of way theme by association. But... I just enjoy the theme and then I just put it away and that's it. You know, I can disconnect from it a lot easier than other people. And then granted, I can understand why some people can't. I mean, I did a poll, in fact. Um, let me load up the poll. Uh, let's see. It's on. How can I get to the poll? I think I need to go to my channel specifically and uh, look it up. But basically, in reaction, I did a poll because I was interested to see what people um, uh, people have said, which one they would keep out of my coal ones. Okay, interesting. But um, I've done that. Uh, here we go. So I basically like put up a poll saying, given that we're talking about these themes, uh, sorry, I need to scroll up a bit. Uh, currently, Sikorating Procurement Spirit, have you ever been offended or upset enough by the theme of a game to outright refuse to play it? Okay. So, yeah, and I don't mean stuff you don't enjoy. Like, I don't enjoy trains, but they don't upset to me. And I put it to the vote. And yes, granted, I don't get a million votes, but still, it's 700 people have voted on this, all right? And 50% of them said it never puts me off a game, it's escapism. 30 more percent said some themes I'd rather were not used, but I disconnect myself. And then you get to the 20% who are effectively graded, which is fine. One fifth of the population like would really take the theme seriously. And that's fair enough. But considering how vocal that discussion has been lately, to see 80% of the votes go towards either don't care or I disconnect myself, it's fine. That was surprising. That was surprising. But I'm definitely in the top category. It's like no theme has ever put me off a game. It's escapism. Yes, there are some dark themes, but I just accept that this is a box of cardboard and plastic and just get on with it. I granted some people can't do that and that is totally fine. I have no problems with that. But you know, I don't enforce it on other people. If they don't enforce it on me, that's the way I go with a lot of things. But yeah, I'm just uh, kind of surprised that it turned out that way. All right. And finally, uh, let's see. No forced humor. This is a relatively minor thing. But, uh, you know, I don't like it when a channel puts forced humor and stuff. Now, I can understand where people are about to get on my case for this. They're going to talk about my clips, the movie clips I put in into my reviews. A couple of defenses I have with that. Firstly, it's literally a few seconds, maybe even less than that. You know, I put in the get on with it thing for my, uh, you know, like when I'm taking too long in the video, but I'm doing that in reaction to something I've already recorded. I'm not doing that as part of the recording. And even then, it's literally a second and it gets a laugh. You know, those clips are not funny because I'm putting them in certain places. Those clips are funny because they're funny. <laughs> you know, there's a reason Austin Powers is a funny movie. There's a reason that Monty Python is funny. They are funny. They're good writing. But the, you know, but everything else I do is on the fly. 
I mean, I might have a bullet point list like this or something to, uh, you know, give me a sort of idea of what to talk about. But other than that, I don't script my stuff. And I certainly don't script the jokes. I mean, well, bar one or two really rare occasions where I've done that. The um, the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, like, many hours later joke I did in Marikaibo review, that was a scripted one. But that is rare occasions I do that. Very rare. Most of the time, I'll get into the editing room and I'll see an opportunity where I could throw a clip in and I'll be like, yeah, let's throw it in there. It fits. But that's just movie clips and people like it. And I like doing it. It makes my channel a little bit more unique. But... Oh, man, I love watching people because they're naturally funny. I want to see banter between uh, creators. I want to see, I want to watch the channel uh, like Nerd Shelves with two people, Board Game Ramblings with two people, Board Crazy with three people, you know, and I want to watch people like banter with each other, natural humor, wit. I'm, I'm very, I'm British. I'm very much a British style of humor type person, but a lot of that comes through either really good writing which most channels who try to force humor in cannot do, I'm afraid. And, you know, it's very difficult to do humor well in writing. And not a lot of people can do it. There's a reason that uh, comedies like Blackadder and Only Fools and Horses and Red Dwarf and that are really good fun because they're written well. You know, it takes talent to do it. And I don't think somebody just randomly talking about board games is that way inclined. But you know, I, I want to see people naturally funny, and I watch the Dice Tower a lot because they are naturally funny. See, Garcia does not script his humor. He's just naturally witty and naturally funny. I mentioned the Aries uh, playthrough earlier. Stephen Bonnicker does not script any humor he does, but man, do I love watching him on any panel show or video he does. In fact, I need to actually find some time to uh, uh, listen to his podcast. Or was it the Podfather of Gaming? I need to listen to that more because it's fun listening to him on that. And granted, kudos. Yeah, that is a really good name. And I'm really jealous that you came up with such a good name for your podcast. But, you know, it's that kind of thing. I like witty humor that's natural. But as much as I have said, I don't watch the Shut Up and Sit Down stuff and a few others. I don't like it when you can just tell that the joke was scripted. Like, it's like, oh, it just gets so cringy for me. And small channels won't force humor in. It will just be watching some people go out against each other. You know, Johannes and Sullivan. And when, when we, us three, did our top 10, we didn't script any of that humor. It was a live stream, but people were commenting how good of a laugh it was. And I was laughing my head off during it. I was loving it. And that's just people talking and being people. You know, the, the whole shut up and sit down thing, I don't like the humor that they do. I know a lot of people do. Fair enough to each their own, but it's not my thing. And I don't you know same with like no pun included stuff i didn't really get into that kind of humor and um you know what you played they did that video with the oh was it where i can't remember what it was it was oh their patreon video or something and it's like it's a weird edited video where for half of it they're wandering around with sprays because of narrators they can't see and it's like i i watched it and i just thought where am i supposed to be laughing i don't know i mean fair enough to each their own it was well produced but it didn't make me laugh. It's just not my style of humor. As soon as I realize that your humor is scripted, that's the problem, which is why I don't tend to watch a lot of comedy films, to be perfectly honest, because it's got to be really well written to get laughs out of me in a comedy film, because you know it's scripted. You know that somebody has written it to try to be funny, and a lot of the times, particularly with the bad comedies, they write it thinking they're funny, and it doesn't work. But you know, we can't always have a Jim Carrey liar liar film. We can't always have a uh, a Spaceballs or a. In fact, that tends to be the humor I tend to go for. Parodies, Spaceballs, Dracula didn't loving it. Uh, wasn't a big fan of Blazing Sandals, I must admit. But yeah, Spaceballs, Airplane. Um, there must be other like parody ones I've watched, but you know, th th there's a few of those that I go, yeah, this is what I'm interested. Oh yeah, Young Frankenstein's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I like Igor in that one where he's like behind the. Um, like behind the shelves as a head or something. It's like, hey, got nobody. It's like, this is really good fun. But again, digress. As I say, natural banter, not forced humor. So, oh, blimey, I am so hungry. It's 11.30. I need to go get some food. So hopefully that didn't seem like too much of a rant. Um, you know, And like I say, sorry if it was, but you know, I just wanted to get across what it is I look for. So when I'm looking at channels, this is what I'm after. This is why I like these channels. This is why I go for smaller channels rather than bigger channels. And it's just what I look for. If you're, if what you look for in a channel is the complete diametric opposite of what I've just been saying, fine. To each their own. We've all got different tastes. I don't hate you for it. I don't dislike you for it. 
It's your taste. Go for it. It's the same with board games. I like a board game. You don't like the board game. Fine. You like the board game. I hate the board game. Again, fine. It's just different opinions. It's just different tastes. It's just maybe going through the fact of the whole reviews and tutorials rather than playthroughs, uh, the integrity thing of being honest with the opinions and being not, you know, shying away from talking bad about games, the interest in supporting channels, the uh, the talking about games rather than outside topics, not ticking boxes for the sake of ticking boxes, and no forced humor. That's the sort of thing that I'm looking for. It's just, it might give you a bit more context as to where I'm coming from. So maybe it's just a little bit more understanding. So yeah, I think that's it, really. I need to wrap this uh, podcast up, get it edited, and because I've got um, three and a half hours to enjoy myself, which I'll probably need to record some more reviews. So that's probably two and a half hours or two hours to enjoy myself before I will again enjoy myself. But I have to work by recording the One Pip Wonder Top 10. Top 10 games that put you on the edge of your seat. This is requested by uh, Jonah herself. Because I was going to do the beautiful games thing with uh, Jonah because her channel's already artistic. But when she preferred to do that one by her own recommendation, I was like, okay, it's different. I've not done it. Good, stressful games. And that's why I moved the beautiful games to Board Game Perspective. Because it's like, okay, they have a really nice Instagram channel. Justin's really good with a camera. It suited them, I think, actually more. I think it was a better decision. So look forward to recording that later. But I better get on and eat because I think I'm going to literally like the health bar for starvation is really low this is like robinson crusoe style i'm losing health points i need to eat intermittent fasting is done for today i've got eight hours to eat what i like well not eat what i like you know still keeping in the calorie limit but eat 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 so i'm gonna do that so take care everyone hope you enjoyed this episode whether you agree or disagree with a lot of the points but by all means let me know in the comments what sort of stuff you like what you don't like you know what what you want to see like what who would you like me to collaborate with on future top 10s that'll be good i can get in touch with them and like i say i want to hear your opinions let's debate this in a mature and interesting way let's get that camaraderie with uh, board games back and i look forward to seeing um stone myers uh, blog post tomorrow so uh, by all means give it a read when he broadcasts it i'm looking forward to that so take care and remember despite everything i've said today it's only a game bye for now love you all